we will start from uh, Romans chapter 5, from verse 1 to 11. Romans chapter 5, from verse 1 to 11. And before uh, we read, let's pray. Father God, we come before your presence once again. I pray this morning, O oh God, that you will continue to speak to us through your word. And Father, that we can understand your unchanging love towards us. So we thank you for loving us when we were not able to understand who you are. And I pray, O oh Father, that your Holy Spirit will guide me as I speak. And I pray that you bless my brothers and sisters that will listen. In Jesus' name and for your glory we pray. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 5 from verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been put out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person. Though perhaps for a good person, one will dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Praise God. I have to say, brothers and sisters, that this was one of the passages that brought me to faith. When I started to read this passage, as a young man, rebellious and trying to change the world in my own strength, I was confronted with the such powerful message of the gospel, of the good news. And I pray this morning that as we meditate on these words, the Holy Spirit will work in all of us, understanding that we have access this morning to the great miracle love. Let me introduce this message saying that the Christmas season is one of the seasons of the year where we can experience love, receiving and giving to others. But let me tell you, and let me open a parenthesis here. Look around at this Christmas season. May some of you have people that never had before. Open your heart and your home to receive others. Invite somebody to share something. And tell them that Christ loved them through you. It will be a wonderful occasion to experience the love. And as you give love, you will receive love also. 
close parenthesis. That was not the theme of the message. But I want to share that with you. You see, we heard the message. God is concerned about us. Unfortunately, people are seldom looking for that kind of love that God can give to us. Yet, experiencing the love of God is a changing experience. It can change your life. It can change in everything. As we read this passage, if we go to the first two verses, we understand through the words of the Apostle Paul, and many verbs are speaking to us about this transforming power of the love of Christ. I like to read, therefore, since we have been justified, and then by faith we have peace, Again, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and through Him, we have also obtained access by faith in which we are standing in the grace and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Paul expressed the work of the Holy Spirit in us through the power of Jesus Christ. And this morning, we all crave for loving relationships. That you acknowledge that or not, you are craving for a loving relationship. You are craving for validation. You are craving for acceptance. You are craving for somebody that can show you appreciation. I want you to know this morning that God is giving to you and is willing to give to you again and again and again this kind of love through Jesus Christ. How do we unwrap then these gifts of God? How we can appropriate and experience ourselves of this gift this morning? I want to share a few points to you this morning as a point of reflection. First, I want to tell you something. That Jesus' incarnation is God's unilateral declaration of love. You see, as the word of Paul to the Romans were expressing and telling us that declaration... We can understand it very clearly in verse 9, what John the Apostle says. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 to 10, the Apostle John says clearly, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but He has loved us and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. As we can see in this passage, the apostle John clearly identifies God as the source of love. We may certainly speak about love during this Christmas season, but the primary love of Christmas is God himself. It's God himself. We don't own love. God owns love because he is love. And it's amazing that we can say that the great initiator of love is God himself. He first loved us, we read. And I pray this morning that if God is the source of the subject of love, we are the object of the recipients of his love. I love what it says. He loved us. He's among us. So God loves to be in the midst of his people. God loved us. 
And he is making us the recipient, the object of his love. Now you have a choice to make this morning. You can receive or reject the love, but doesn't change the fact that God still loving you. We are proud. Let's be honest. There is more satisfaction maybe in giving than receiving. We love to give. And it's true the word that Jesus says that there is more blessing in giving than to receive. But despite these words of Jesus, let me reflect one moment. Sometimes we don't want to receive because we don't want to show that we have a need. As a pastor, sometimes I've been in moments of my life where I was looking for some help. But you call dignity or you call pride. I call more pride sometimes than dignity. You say, no, I don't need it. Give it to somebody else that is more in need. You see, pride resists giving. And many times in this season of Christmas, we close our hearts, we close our hands, and we cannot receive God's love. This morning, I pray that your hands will be open. Your heart will be open. And say, God, I recognize that you are the source of love, but also you make me the object of your love. This morning, why don't try to lower the guard and believe in Jesus? You know, it's essential that we understand that the primary love of Christmas is given to us by God himself. Because Jesus is the personification of God. He became like one of us. And I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, that Christmas is a means to an end. You see, Jesus didn't come on earth just to be received in a manger where everybody seems to be happy and touched by the baby Jesus. No, Christmas is reminding us that Jesus was born. He became one of us so he can endure the cross for us. He can endure a redemption. All humanity was in bondage, was trapped in the sin of our own nature. But Jesus came to break the bondage and give us freedom makes us free from the bondage of sin. Now we can have hope. And that's why is unilateral the declaration of love. Again, I say this, that you may be able to receive or reject the love doesn't change that God is still loving you. And I talk for a personal experience. Before I lower my guard, I give my heart to Jesus. How many times I resist the love? How many times I was thinking that God didn't love me? How many times I was not caring about such love? But God unilaterally was there to give me testimony of his unchanging heart towards me. And I want you to know this morning, you may be here by chance, according to what you thought. Somebody maybe pushed you to come here this morning. But that doesn't change that God is still committed to love you. And I pray this morning that you open your heart to receive the miracle of love. Because this brings me to the second point that Jesus' incarnation carries God's reconciliation. 
Jesus' incarnation carries on is reconciliation for us. You see, God is concerned about us. God is concerned to every single individual on this earth that was born, that is, and that will be coming on this earth. God is concerned because at the heart of Christmas message, there is this important recognition that he loves everyone. So God loved the world that he gave his own son. So whosoever believes in him will be saved, will be receiving eternal life. So by the incarnation, the almighty and eternal God, Jesus, the son, became one of us. He came in humility. There was no space for him, Luke says. There was no space to receive the creator of the earth and the heavens. There was no space for receiving Jesus, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He was born in an humble way. He came in a silent way. But he came on earth to show us the way. To show us that there is hope for those who believe in him. He has full entered in our humanity. He has full embraced the weakness of our bodies and the sickness. It's interesting that if you read the gospel, you will find often that Jesus was thirsty. That Jesus was in need to rest. That Jesus worked. He embraced full our humanity. Yes, the world will still be ugly around us. Yes, we will see things that are not speaking about love and care. But doesn't change the fact that Jesus came on this earth to be the Emmanuel one. God with us. In all the ugliness of this world. In all the sinful actions that we see on this earth. We must remember that God is still on the throne. That God is with us. That God is giving us hope. That God is offering us the reconciliation. Jesus filled the gap that was separating us from the love of the Father. Jesus' incarnation. Jesus is an endurance to the cross. Are giving us free access to God. Never again. Never again. Never again do we need to feel distant from a transcendent God that created heaven and earth. Never again we need to feel separated by the love of God. Never again we need to feel isolated from his love. What a wonderful message is giving us Paul. In verse 2 of Romans chapter 5 verse 2 says. Through him we also have obtained Access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Yes, we were separated, but we are reconciled now. We have access. We have been brought again in the family of God. Paul will say after that we have been adopted in the family of God. Praise the name of the Lord. We don't need to be scared anymore of this God that we don't see. We don't need to go and being pushed away from this loving God because we feel that we don't deserve it. We have access now. We can stand in His presence. Hallelujah. 
And every time we come and we worship the Lord together, every time we bow before God and we open our hearts and we call upon the name of God, we are standing in His presence. We have access to the amazing resources of God. The Apostle Paul to the Ephesians will say that we are being blessed, blessed richly. And we are now in the presence of God. We have been seated in the heavenly places. Praise God for this. You see, the gift, the gift of His love is universal. is given to all. is given to all. But need to be received. It's offered. But not everybody will take, unfortunately. You see, Jesus was born in a manger. So that he could eventually die on the cross. It was part all of God's plan. Jesus took our punishment. He took all our sins. We were supposed to die on the cross. We were under the wrath of God. But Jesus was punished on our behalf. So every time we think about Christmas, think that because Jesus came, because he endures the cross, you are set free from the condemnation. Paul will say there is no condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus. Praise God for this. In verse 9, look what he says in Romans 5, 9. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Praise God. When I read these words, brothers and sisters, I have hope in my heart. I have hope because if God decided to love me when I was unlovable, how much more now God will love me? How much more he will do something to keep me under his wings? And bless me for eternity to eternity. You see on the cross your sin and my sins were placed upon Jesus. He took the shame and the guilt that we were supposed to have. The pathway back to God has been made once forever. You and I can walk now on the pathway of grace. Before there was condemnation. Before there was fear. It was an ability to love God. Now the path has been traced for us. We can enjoy His presence. And this morning, maybe some of us are battling with some obstacles that forbid them to walk on the pathway. And this brings us to the third point. Interests to receive God's love. Do you wonder why you are not received yet God's love? Do you wonder why sometimes you question God's love for your life? There are some barriers that we need to move off of our lives. First of all, the barrier of thinking our sins are beyond God's redemption. For what I do as a pastor, I talk with many people who believe this, that their lives, their sins cannot be forgiven, cannot be healed by God's forgiveness. And they feel disqualified from receiving God's love. Even this past week, I spoke with a person. How oh, pastor, it's hard. 
I can't. I can't receive that. No, this is a lie of the enemy. You are not disqualified. You are not disqualified by your past sins. Because the blood of Jesus is able to forgive all the sins. There is nothing that cannot be changed, transformed, cleansed by the power of the blood of Jesus. It's never too late. Never too late. My own father, besides being a pastor, was a nurse. He worked for many years in the ER. And I remember coming home sometimes. He was sharing some experience. To share the gospel just at the last minute with somebody that eventually died on his hands. And giving hope of eternal life. And I remember once he told me something. That as he was praying for this person. His facial demeanor changed. Because the Holy Spirit came in his life and offered forgiveness to him. It's never too late. And if this morning you are here and you think that it's late. I'm telling you. It's now the time. It's now the time that you can meet your Savior. I love what Paul says. For while we were still weak. At the right time. Christ died for the ungodly. At the right time. Christ died for the ungodly. Praise God for this. And if we. You remove the barrier, you can receive the love. Then there is the barrier of believing that God doesn't love us. You may be believing Jesus. You may be accepting Him as a personal Savior. But because of the hardness of life, you start to question God's love for you. How can I be loved by God if I'm still without a job? If I'm still single, if I'm still not having children, if I still have this problem, if I'm still sick, if my employer is not treating me well, how God can love me? And you close your heart. I have a good news. Paul says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been put out into our hearts. Through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. When you go through hardship and difficulties. Know that God is still at work in your life. He's giving you hope. He's producing the character of Jesus. You know, we cannot be in heaven if we are not transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And it's shaping our lives so we can become like Jesus. And sometimes we need to go through sufferings. Because when we go through sufferings, our pride is lower. We recognize that we cannot make it on our own. Doesn't matter how, money, how much money we have. If you are still in a hospital bed, you are sick with all the money that you can have. Doesn't matter which position you have. You may be experiencing something in your life that will put you down. But when Jesus comes, he shapes us. He shapes you. He shapes me. And he's giving me hope because the Holy Spirit is in me. And it's transforming, changing to the image of Jesus Christ. And then the last barrier that we need to remove, and maybe some of us this morning, they're battling with this. 
is the, the, the struggle or the barrier of performance. You may be Christian for many years, but you are stopping the blessing of God, the love of God to flow in your hearts because you think that you need to perform to receive the love. You need to read more. You need to pray more. You need to do this more. You need to come in church more. And as much as I say that these are important things to do, God doesn't love you for what you do. He loves you for who He is. It's important that we understand that. Sometimes we may feel that if we don't read this, today I'm not loved by God. No, God still loves you because He knows your frailty. He knows that you're still weak. He knows that we are not being delivered completely from our sinful nature. And because of that, He knows that we'll be falling down. But His loving arms are there to sustain us. His loving arms are there to pick up all the broken pieces of our lives sometimes and put it together again and sustaining us and say, my son, my daughter, move forward. I'm with you. I'm not living on the ground. I'm picking you up. You have a destiny. I don't look at what you perform. I love you even before you were lovable. That's the message that we have today in this Christmas season. Because if we pursue the road of performance, we will be insecure all the time. Because our security will be placed on what we do for God and not on what He did for us. So may the Holy Spirit help us to remove those entrances and barriers. Let me wrap up this message with some final applications. So how do we experience God's love in our lives? First, very simple. Believe the gift of God's love is for you. Believe it. For love to be experienced, you have to let someone in in your life. You need to have somebody to love, right? And the same with the relationship with God. You need to open your heart and receive God's love. As long as you refuse to believe that God has come to this world for your salvation, you will be rejecting this great miracle of love. And then, following believing, you need to receive it. I can show you a wonderful gift. I give you an example. I can tell you this is a Bible. If you believe, you can receive it. I'm willing to give it to you. You have to just grab the Bible and bring it with you and take it with you. Many times we believe that God left the glory of heaven, came on this earth. We believe that Christian walk is wonderful. We believe that God loved us. However, we never receive it. This morning, receive it. Not just believe it. Receive it. Grab it. It belongs to you because God wants to give it to you. I love what John says in first chapter, verse 12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. It's no wonderful. If you believe and you receive, you become a child of God. And then, 
you can receive it and experience it because you can rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He became one of us. He will be with us. And to know that Jesus is with me, no matter what I'm going through in my life, it gives me hope. There is hope this morning as we celebrate Christmas. Praise God for this hope. Can we stand in God's presence? Before we close this service, I just want to share this with you. If you truly need to accept Jesus Christ, if you truly need to remove some barriers that are stopping you to enjoy His presence, in this moment, you can call upon the name of God. You are able to do it in your home, wherever you are. If you need prayer and encouragement, we can pray for you and encourage your faith. The altar is open. You can come because God's love is real. And God's love can change our lives. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we come before your presence at the end of this service, O oh Lord. And we recognize your amazing grace in our lives. Your love. The miracle of love. You made available to us through your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you this morning for my brothers and sisters. I thank you because you brought them here, oh God. It's not by chance. You are giving us opportunities to receive your amazing grace. Father, you know every heart in this moment. You know every person in this room. Oh Lord God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will increase faith in this moment. And will rebuke the plans of the enemy to deceive us. Questioning in us your love and care. And we welcome the plans of the Holy Spirit that brings conviction. And give us assurance of the love of Jesus Christ for us. So Father, reveal Jesus to us this morning. In a full way. In a full capacity. Reveal the grace that you show to us through him. And continue to speak to us, O oh Lord. Even as we leave this place. May your grace be sufficient in every circumstances of our lives. So, Father, be glorified. Be glorified. And to you be the glory now and forever. In this church and other churches where you, your name is exalted. We thank you and we bless your holy name in Jesus. And all the people God says, Amen. Amen.